stronghold and say, Hey, not me. The Bible says, I am blessed. The Bible says, He was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says, I am not weak. The Bible says, I am not, I am the head. And because they knew if they quarrel, he will go and dig another one. If they talk again, you will dig another one. You can't stop his digging, he's unstoppable. Listening to our podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Nesashamani. It's empowering, encouraging, enlightening. This is the Word of God. But, and um, the challenge that many other people that you know are within the body of Christ, some of them just struggle to host God and. I feel because of that, there's a great limitation that occurs. So we're learning how to host God. Now, before we get deep into that, I want to start by revealing a few things that happened when Jesus came on the face of the earth. The Bible tells us in Luke that he was anointed by the Spirit and when he was anointed by the Spirit, the Bible tells us, after he carried out his 40 days fast, he went back to, uh, he, he went back in the synagogue and he opened the scroll of Isaiah. And by reading the scroll of Isaiah, he was fulfilling the words that Isaiah was prophesying. And Jesus in Luke 4 verse 18 began to say, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has anointed me to preach the good news, to do all sorts of things. He exclaimed how, Look, I am anointed by God to carry out diverse works, works that will transform many lives. That's why in Acts 10 verse 38 the Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good things wherever he went. So Jesus being anointed of God the Bible tells us after reading you know that writing of Isaiah fulfilling that prophecy of Isaiah of course he went about doing good. But you will be shocked to discover that in Matthew 13 and verse 58, the Bible actually tells us that Jesus was having a tough time to minister to people in his hometown, Nazareth. This is someone who's anointed. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. But yet in Matthew chapter 13, verse 58, I'll read it. The Bible says, Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So the Bible is showing us that in, the, in Nazareth, his hometown, the anointed Jesus could do very little things. He could do very little things. Not that he wanted to do very little things. He wanted to do so much. But the Bible shows us because of the posture of the people in Nazareth, Jesus Christ could do 
very little things. This is to show you that as an individual or as a people, it is very much possible to limit God. It's very much possible not to host Him very well. It's very much possible for a person to be in a place where God wants to move, but God can't move because they are limiting Him. And this was seen in the life of Jesus. We could see that they failed to host the Son of God. They failed to host the power of God. They failed to host what God could do through Jesus Christ. And Jesus, with disappointment, said, A prophet is not honored in his own country or place. Then the next verse, he tells us how he did very little works. Quite interesting how he's really connecting honor to miracles. But well, that's something for another day. So, just as we've seen that it's very possible for people to fail to host God, I believe now as individuals, as believers, we need to ask ourselves this question. Okay, here I am. How do I host God in my personal time with Him, in my personal fellowship with Him? How do I host God corporately? I remember a time when I went to Nambundu and I was preaching the gospel. There's a man that began to preach the, uh, a message just before me. He preached and preached and preached and he now decided, okay, let me begin to minister to the people. Now it seemed like while he attempted to minister to the people, what he desired to happen did not happen. And so while ministering to the people, he suddenly got frustrated. And by mistake, he spoke out his thoughts. And he says, Holy Spirit, where are you? And everyone heard him. I looked down and I said, oh my goodness. Very interesting. Altogether. But you see, there's a certain way that you have to learn to host God. There are certain places, even corporately, the crowd are already in sync. Just when you shout, the Lord Jesus is here, they already begin to receive. There are certain places you have to tell them, where two or three are gathered, he is there. <laughs> the other people, you have to count for them. The Spirit of the Lord is going to move. One, two, three, take it. That's the, that's the, so you... When hosting God, there's a place where you have to learn to host God on a personal perspective. But then there's also a place where you need to learn to host God as a corporate, a corporate body. But of course, today we are looking into hosting God so that I believe we can get to encounter God in our personal lives. And not only in our personal lives, even as a people, as a church where we easily allow God to move and not hinder Him whatsoever. Are we ready to learn? Remember Jesus in Matthew 13 verse 58 says, Now He did not do mighty works there because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief. 
This is to show us that one of the things that limit the move of God is growth and belief. So if someone wants to say, okay, I want to see a greater move of God in my life, you have to change your belief system. And obviously, I, I, I know that when we talk about belief, some, some people, yes, do believe God. But then what is your measure of belief today? Remember the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to do what? Please God. Meaning the ministration of God rides on the platform of faith. You have to learn to believe that God is able to do certain things. You have to be able to believe God is able to touch you. Here you are, you are praying and at that moment when you are praying, you are so discouraged. You have to be able to believe that if I'm going to have an encounter with God for Him to give me healing, I have to believe that God is able to do it. Otherwise, there are people who you find they are broken when they pray. When they say amen, nothing has changed. Why? Because their prayer was simply them just talking. It had no substance. Remember the Bible says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. So without faith, let's not expect any substance. Let's not expect anything that perhaps... Who think, okay, God will do something marvelous. So for us to host God effectively, we need to change our belief system. Have you reached to a place where you're able to believe God is able to come in my room and meet me? Amen and amen. Sometimes, the times back, the, the way I used to really expect... God and have a certain belief towards Him was so mind-blowing such that I used to feel a little bit when I'm praying if someone wants to enter my room I, I, I say, mm, careful <laughs> because God has stepped in there are countless times I've had the Lord Jesus walk into my room and I can't, I can't do anything I can't move, I can't shake I can't but do you think those things just happen anyhow like that? There's a certain way you have to learn to host God. You have to learn to host also, you know, His, His power, His, His will, His messengers. I remember a time here again in my room when I'm praying and then I see dozens of angels are seated on my young brother's bed. I'm praying and I've just seen angels sitting. Like, and then I asked the Lord, Lord, I'm seeing angels right now. They are seated. What do they want? <laughs> they were seated. The Lord says, they are waiting for you. I'm like, what? Are, they are waiting for me? Yes. To carry out instructions. And I began to speak in a tongue. The moment I began to speak in a tongue, I saw one go. I spoke in another tongue, I saw another one go. 
I spoke in another tongue, I saw one go. I said, yes, this is good. It's good that somebody has to reach to a place where they are able to host God and able to host His angels, able to host the glory of God. Imagine, it's so lovely that angels feel comfortable to sit, they felt comfortable to sit in my presence. In my presence. Why? Because I created a conducive environment for them. Guess what? Other people only know how to host demons. They've got an atmosphere for demons. I'm very serious. Sometimes even those same things which you say, no, you want to black. It's true, you've seen it. Yes, uh, it's true, you've seen it. I feel a presence, a dark presence. It's true, you felt it. Why? It's because of, first of all, for you to say I've seen a dark presence or a new on a child black or nimbe a child black, it's because first of all you believe it can be there. Your belief is hosting dark things. Why don't you believe in hosting the glory of God? And say, hey, right now, <laughs> what's gonna happen in this room? My goodness. I'm telling you. Hosting God is so real. You can shut all the windows in your house, all the doors in your house, and feel a physical wind. If we were to explain our encounters, my goodness, you would be shocked. These things happen, yes. Why? Because God is real. But remember, even from the opening scripture, it did not start with people inviting Jesus. It started with Jesus saying, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Then it went about how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Who went? Who went? It's Jesus who went. This simply means God is looking for people. But are you ready to host Him? He's the one who's looking. He wants, he wants to encounter you. He wants to come there in your room. He wants to come there in your car. You have to be really, really ready to do so. But it starts by you changing your belief system. Somebody say, I believe that I will encounter God. Starts from there. So belief is the foundational thing that you need to experience. Because even with belief, even I, cannot stop God from encountering you while we are sitting there. Remember I told you, <laughs> there is a bypass in the system. Faith can bypass me. I'm not any... <laughs> I can't stop God from touching you. I can't. You just by where you are on the seat and say, <laughs> I believe, I believe. You find that, woo, the glory of God is over you. And I can't say, oh Lord, wait, wait, our way. Him, the Lord, Him, <laughs> if it just is your, 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 your Bluetooth device turned on, on the platform of faith, He comes to pair. And I'll tell you this, there's no one that can encounter God and remain the same. There's no way. No way. I've had moments where I'm seriously downcast, discouraged, and the Spirit of the Lord 
comes where I am and he tells me, begin to dance, my son. Hey! Ah! I know that I'm having a moment of interaction. And I begin to dance. I begin to dance for the Lord, dance for the Lord, dance for the Lord. Sometimes I, I will not even need worship or music. I'll dance. While I'm doing that, there's an interaction. I'm giving him the praise. He's giving me the raise. There's an interaction that's going on there. And afterwards, I'm done with the session. I feel so lovely. Listen, whether you are an enemy, there is no way you can meet Jesus and not remain the same. Saul was an enemy of Jesus. After meeting Jesus, he was blind. You can't, you, you can't encounter Jesus and remain the same. Something should happen. Yes. Huh? Not only was he blind. <laughs> he was a blind apostle at that time. Huh? Why? He encountered the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. What more was? Whom the Lord has said, Hey, I'm going to choose to make your body my dwelling place. Listen. Let me just share this with you. You have to understand when you are understanding the tabernacle. You have to understand that it had its different levels or places where God could dwell and where the priests could actually go. There is what is known as the outer court. There is what is known as the outer court. Priests could minister there. They could work around there. There's what is known as the inner court where also some sects of priests would minister there. But then there's what is known as the holies of holies. This one, it's not priests that could enter. It's only the high priest. The chief priest. And that place, the holies of holies, was so sacred that it had a veil separating that place, separating the inner court and the holies of holies. And if someone enters that place, in fact, they had so much reverence for that place because they knew God was there. If I mess up, I'll die. They knew. Imagine when you are sitting there, it says, eh, that's where God is. But do you know the same way the tabernacle was, is the same way <laughs> man was designed. That's why it was easy for God to say, I will come and live in you. Because man has a body, an outer court, a soul, an inner court, and a spirit, holy of holies. And that's where now he comes, resides in you. And yes, he's real. He can encounter you there and then. The question is, are you going to remain steadfast and connected to Him? Yes, we're talking about hosting God. And we say it starts by believing. What do you believe? Do you believe that you can encounter God? Number two, you don't only need to believe. You have to learn the aspect of drawing near. 
The Bible in the book of James says, Draw near to me, and I'm going to draw near to you. There's a certain place of encounter where God wants you to respond. He wants you to respond. And I'm going to give you a few examples. Do you observe that in the book of Exodus, the Bible says God appeared to Moses in a what? Burning bush, right? Moses saw a burning bush. The glory of God was in manifest at that moment. And Moses is seeing the burning bush. Now, listen. The burning bush is a very spectacular sight because this man is seeing something burning, but it's not getting consumed. He's seeing something burning, but it's not getting consumed. In short, he's seeing a sign. He's seen a manifestation of the glory. But he has two choices. Just like you have two choices. Number one, you've seen something spectacular. Are you going to say, Guys, come and see. Or are you going to draw near first? Moses was sharp. He didn't go and call people. He sees the burning bush. He doesn't go and call people. Hey! come and say no 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 what does he do he draws near and it's only when he draws near that he gets to find out that he's encountering i am that i am there are certain revelations certain facets you will not see until you draw near until he went near suddenly he stood my hey sir you are on holy ground remove your shoes <laughs> in short he's telling him change your posture your posture now needs to heighten up yeah, now God is in, your, is in your area now. He removes his shoes. And God begins to interact with him. And guess what? At that moment, God begins to show him certain signs. While there in the presence of God, he tells him, Throw your stick to the ground. And his stick turns into a serpent. While he's there in the presence of God, he tells him, put your hand in your jacket. And when he removes it, it becomes leprous. It becomes like snow. He's experiencing a, a system. He's experiencing encounters with God right there. And I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Do you observe that not all the encounters that Moses had while he was with God did he go and show Pharaoh? Some of them were just for him and God. That's what encounters do. That's what it means when you're hosting God. There are certain things that will just be for you and God. There are certain things you should have that no one else knows about. There are certain encounters with God that no, no one else should even know. It's just you and God. Some of them... You, some of them you will have them, but you won't even, even if you want to explain them, you can't explain them. You can't. There are certain things I feel persuaded to share with you, but there are certain things, as long as I'm still here on earth, you will never know. You will never know. But I had an interaction with the Most High God. Do you want to host God? Draw near. Press in. When you see that burning bush, <laughs> go near. Say, Lord, I want you more. When he tells you to remove your shoes, to change your posture, 
press in as long as I am meeting the God of the burning bush. I don't mind. Don't rush to go and tell people the spectacular things when you've got a spectacular encounter that is awaiting you. Thank you, Jesus. Number three. To effectively host God, you have to learn to allow Him. You have to learn to allow Him. And on this allowing, I'm going to explain a few points. When I say allow Him, remember I said God is the one who is interested in encountering you. He's the one interested in coming to where you are. This is to show you <laughs> that He wants you more than you want Him. So you've got to learn to allow Him. In Revelation chapter number 3, verse 20, the Bible gives us a picture of allowing God. You see, God is different, so, so different from how the enemy operates. The enemy sometimes will not, will, will not sometimes want permission. Sometimes he will just come. <laughs> steal, steal, steal. <laughs> he by way, do this. He want to impose himself, you know, over your life. But with regards to God himself, he wants you to allow him. That's why in Revelation 3, verse 20, Jesus is saying, I stand at the door and knock. Hi. Loriska, he's knocking. But then the Bible says, if anyone hears and opens, then I'll enter. But he just doesn't enter. He says, I'll dine with him. Eat. Fellowship. Interact with that person. This means you've got to learn to allow God. There are sometimes people experience the presence of God. Maybe in a, in a setting like this. But because they are worried about their wig, <laughs> they start making a stance against God. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know, perhaps the picture is when God comes, maybe, maybe the word pandemonium has changed the mindset of people because the encounter of God over your life never brings disorder but order if your wig comes out by encountering God there is order don't worry <laughs> if you fell down because you were so overwhelmed don't worry he didn't do that so that you fall down but so that you can stand in life his encounter brings perfection order but you've got to learn to allow him. You've got to learn to allow him. The Bible says, I will pour waters on the thirsty and on the dry grounds. Meaning, it's, it's, your, it's how thirsty you are. I mean, God can come and you can immediately declare Nakuta. And what will he do? He will pass you. So why people saying, pass me not, O gentle Savior. Do, concerning an encounter, don't experience a Passover. 
Yeah. Don't let him pass over you. Don't experience the Passover. Concerning an encounter, say, Here I am, Lord. I surrender all to you. Everything I give to you. What are you doing here? We're holding nothing. So, in allowing him, obviously, you allow him to touch your life. You allow him to lead you. So, allowing him can have um, different streams. Okay, like I've said, you, you are surrendering yourself to him. Another stream of allowing God is um, he, allowing him to lead you. In short, this is you yielding to his instructions. There are some times where he wants to do something, but then whatsoever he wants to do should ride on a certain instruction. I'll give you an example. Like Abraham. The Bible tells him, go, leave your place and go to a place that I will show you. That place that is going to show Abraham, that's a place where God wants to establish him and call him a father of many nations. Not the place where he is currently. So you will notice that there are certain there there are certain things, okay? There are certain ways when God wants to do something, He has instructions attached to it. In short, there are, there are certain places where God wants to meet you in certain places. He will choose that our not kunyumba, ten kuchech. That's where I want to meet you. So that's where now you have to allow him on the platform of instructions because as long as Abraham was going to stay where he was there's no way he was going to be a father of many nations he had to leave there are times where God would tell Moses climb the mountain why? because I want to meet you on the mountain why not down Lord? I am the Lord <laughs> whatever I say you do it <laughs> if you want to meet me meet me at the mountain imagine even you guys who go on dates Someone tells you, come by uh, John Dory, 19 hours. Then you at 19 hours, you say, Nafika pa Lima Tower. Did I say Lima Tower? I said John Dory's. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not at Lima Tower, so I can't encounter you at Lima Tower. Amen and amen. That's where now you need to position yourself to allow him to lead you. Give heed to the instructions of God. There was a time, I've, I've shared this with you. I've shared this with you. There was a time I said, Ish, it's time for me to pray and encounter God so deeply. I put my worship music and I said, wow, this is so lovely. And suddenly the Lord says, son of man, that's an exaggerated vision by saying son of man. But he just said, son, go and get a broom and start sweeping the snow. At that moment, obviously, if you're not careful, you can be said, this is, this, is, this is the enemy. How can me, I want to pray to my God, Satan, but I knew that I heard God. And I got the broom and I started sweeping. Sitting around. Swept, 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 swept. After I was done, I says, yeah, let's interact. And I had a lovely time. Instructions so very powerful and necessary. There was another time he told me, son, 
I want you for the next seven days, when you're praying, don't say anything in English. Just speak in tongues. Seven days, when I was praying, I was just praying in tongues. Makada shadabaya pakada kata. I remember that day, the seventh day when I went to church. Hey, it was so strange. I didn't tell anyone that I was used to. I was praying in tongues, but anyone who was coming to greet me was getting slain. So I decided, let me avoid people. Whenever someone would come close to me, they would just fall down. <sighs> My Lord, what have you done? Of hosting him via instructions. Sometimes, easily host God, not only by instructions, but also by allowing him to use your resources. Yes. Also allowing him to use your resources. The Bible in Luke chapter number 5 tells us that a time came when Jesus was preaching the gospel and while he was preaching the gospel, the people were too many. And so he asked for Peter's boat. He says, I don't have a pulpit. Let me use your boat. I need a pulpit or I need a place where I can stand in. And the Bible tells us, Peter allowed Jesus to use his boat. Now, the question is, did Jesus or rather did Peter have a good day that, uh, previously? No, he had a bad day. Things were not making sense. At that moment when Peter allowed Jesus to use his boat, the Bible tells us they were fishing, they were hustling, they were working the whole night, but they caught no fish. Guys, even though it's a bad day, in a sea, no fish, not even one. At least if you say one, Nagurako one. These men caught nothing, nothing, zero, 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 zero. They caught nothing. And after having a bad business day, Jesus comes and says, I want to use your boat. Some of you, <laughs> the look you can give me, give them. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. They had a bad day, but they permitted Jesus to use their resources. And somebody who's sharp would know that because Jesus likes to visit people, if he asks for your resources, then he wants to multiply resources. It's him find, having a way to, to allow you, you to host him. The Bible tells us, after Jesus used the boat of Peter, hmm, Jesus told them, catch now fish. Not at night, not when it was favorable. He says, catch fish at this moment. I have used your resource. Don't worry. I'm the God of dominion. <laughs> I change calendars anytime. I make things favorable anytime. Throw your net for a catch. I used your resource. I'm telling you, when God, re- when God uses your resources, you permit Him to use your resources when it's time for him to pour out his resources, no one can stop it. No one. The Bible tells us this. They decided to catch fish. And when they caught fish, they never caught fish like that in their entire career. They were professional fishermen. 
But they never caught fish like that in their entire career. The Bible says their boat was filled with fish. Listen, to the extent that their, his boat, Peter's boat, begin, began to start sinking. That's how heavy the catch was. They signaled their partners, Abena James, come bring your boats as well. And the Bible says both boats were so full, so full, that they began to sink. What does that mean? It means if they brought other boats, there was still going to be a fullness. If they brought more boats, there was still going to be a fullness. This simply means when you allow him, he doesn't, he, he doesn't release his partiality, but his fullness. His overflowingness. I'm telling you, you can experience this God. Some of you perhaps have not even had a 0% or 1% glimpse of what God can do. But I'm telling you, there are people that we have seen in the scriptures, people that we have seen who have gone ahead of us, they are showing us there is a measure. Let that inspire you. But press on to God who is able to take you to higher levels. Apart from allowing him number four sharpen your perception sharpen your perception when I say sharpen your perception in Matthew chapter number 8 verse 2 a man was a leper and he saw Jesus Christ he knew Jesus Christ could heal he knew Jesus Christ could do tremendous things But the only challenge of this man is that he was not sure whether Jesus Christ was willing to heal him. He looked at Jesus and said, Son of David, Ah, I know you are the healer. Ah, we know. You, 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 we know. But he says, Son of David, are you willing to make me whole? Meaning, he did not know the will of God. So if you don't know the will of God, if you don't perceive God correctly, what does that mean? It simply means you might limit God from encountering you. The Bible says faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing the word of God. This simply means faith will be stirred up when the will of God is known. So when the will of God is not known, it can't stir up faith. And minus faith, it's impossible to please, access, touch God. So this man needed his perception to be sharpened. In short, know the will of God. Some of you think God can only heal you. Some of you think God can only remove worry from you. But you don't come to believe that God is able to prosper you. You don't believe that God is able to bring peace to your family. You don't believe that God is able to do certain things. In short, your perception is blurred. You know He can, but you don't know if He will. So sharpening your perception is graduating from I know you can to I know you will. If you want to make it more sharpened, you will say I know you have. 
Glory to God. So sharpen your perception. Yes, God is able to give you a promotion. Whilst everyone doesn't like you at work. God is able to bring clients. Whilst the industry is very, very competitive. He's able to sustain you. But how are you perceiving him? Sharpen your perception. I have two more points. But I'll... Unfortunately, you'll need to come and ask for my notes. So I'll end here for today. Let's rise. Let's rise to our feet. Saints of God, hosting God is a great and lovely thing. Remember in hosting God, you are allowing God, who is the creator of all universe, who is the highest of all, to interact with you. And when divinity meets humanity, there is definite and absolute transformation that takes place. And that's why I'm encouraging you today to really take up these points and even just be in a place where you can allow God to move in your life. Where you allow God to touch you. Where you just open up to Jesus. And it's so easy. There's a place where you can reach where you don't even need a song. For me sometimes I just need silence. And the moments I'll have with God are so, <laughs> they are so beautiful. I'll not even need someone to say, Oh, dear Lord, let your rain fall. But because I've learned to host God using these principles, it becomes easy. And I pray going forward. Remember, we teach these to perfect you. We teach these things to perfect your realities. Meaning your experiences must change after this. If you're experiencing God a certain way, let it enhance. Because this time you have carried a bag of knowledge which will empower you. Let's just raise our hands to God with a different posture today.